If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good Good Yarns. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Good Yarns. My name is Shad Wicker, and as you know, this is a storytelling podcast where each week we sit down with a brand new guest who shares an interesting and often quite crazy story from their life. Before we get into our storyteller this week, a few shows that I've got coming up. Uh, every Thursday through October, I will be hosting the Brat Pack. Uh, it's a stand-up comedy comp in Brisbane at the Good Chat Comedy Club. Uh, so if you're in Brizzy, please come along to that every Thursday through October. And at the end of October, on the uh, 29th, I'll be doing another Shad and Pete Save the World. I've spoken about it on this podcast before. It is a show and a format that I um, absolutely love. Um, so if you want to come along, you bring your problems, put them in a bucket. Myself and Peter James, a very funny comic, uh, decide to solve them for you, along with some uh, very funny guests. That is all happening throughout October. Follow the link in the show notes to Good Chat Comedy Club to check that out. I'll also be coming up north uh, to Townsville on the 16th of October and the 17th and 18th in the far north, Cairns and Atherton, on tour with Steph Tisdale. Uh, which will be a really fun tour. So check all it out in the show notes or go to goodchatcomedy.com or even follow my socials at Wicked Shad. <clears throat> Our guest this week is Lindsay Webb, a former radio host, a very successful stand-up comic, also a podcaster in his own right as well. Um, very great guy. I've done gigs with Lindsay over the last year and a half. Um, he's been a massive help to me during my time here in Brizzy. And uh, it was really good to get him on the pod. This episode we recorded a little while back, but I thought I'd put it up now, seeing as um, just a couple of weeks ago I shared the story, uh, for those that have heard the episode, of how I was sacked from radio. Uh, And I touched on the idea of, well, on the fact that when you work in regional radio, you do a lot of work. It's outside of your pay grade. You put a lot of effort in. Woe is me, creatives, I get it. But uh, I thought Webby's story would be cool to put up because it is actually about a crazy moment of his life when he was working in commercial radio in the Sunshine Coast. We start off with quite a fun story about uh, Steve Irwin, who he was mates with at the time. And then we talk about a moment uh, he had while on air, um, a near-death experience while he was on air with the Sunshine Coast radio station. I think it was CFM. um, That I thought was kind of still touches on my point that I made a couple of weeks ago about how you do so much in these stations outside of your pay grade and you don't really feel appreciated for it. Uh, the story that he does share was kind of the catalyst of him eventually moving away from radio. And he also has a little cheeky dig at me (laughs) for how I ended my radio career at the end. So listen out to it. I hope you enjoy the story uh, with this week's storyteller, Lindsay Webb. So I was trying to pick a story to tell you. Uh, and, And most of them, to be honest, came from... Uh, the Sunshine Coast when I was – because it's full-time, so there's so many things that happen. You know, right. I, I, we did a 1,000 shows. So I had I had a story about um, – I was good friends with Steve Irwin because obviously Australia Zoo yeah, was on right. the Sunshine yeah, Coast. Yeah, right, yeah, because I just did some work up there filling yeah. in and that. It's like so we used to hang out and surf a bit together and he would sometimes come and watch a comedy show. Like he'd dress up and put like a disguise on to come oh, to the show. Shit. No, true story. Steve Irwin had to wear a disguise to go oh, and watch man. a comedy show. Yeah, well, he couldn't just go in public. 
No, people go absolutely nuts. It was a frenzy. Really? There was a frenzy on him at the time. Yeah, absolutely. So he did his movie launch. Um, I mean, it was a movie. It wasn't fantastic, but it went pretty well because it was a Steve Irwin movie. Was uh, this it, the was this the crocodile hunter one where it was like an hour of him going? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So he did that on the sunny coast, and he had the launch, and I sat next to him in the cinema when we went to the launch together, and then there was like a media you know, circus thing back at Australia Zoo afterwards. And he did a croc demonstration and, and wrestled. Oh, got him. You know, did a, a whole thing. Then we all left. He said all the media had to leave there. And there's probably about 60 or 70 media. I was one of them. We all left the enclosure and we're walking along the path. Then you sort of hear this chain rustling. And uh, as everyone's turned around, it's Steve going up this like 12-foot uh, fence this wire fence that's in the enclosed. And he goes, oh, look at this one. And he's flying up the fence. And he's like, what the hell? No, true story. Then he comes sort of halfway down the other side and dives at the pack of people (laughs) and just launches on my back and brings me to the ground and goes, look at this beauty. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God, you are mental. He's absolutely mental. (laughs) That's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. What was his disguise? Oh, right. So just wear a baseball, baseball cap. Like the classic dark sunnies yeah, baseball, baseball cap, cap wig, yeah, wig, long hair, long like, dark like, hair, like dark hair, yeah. So Steve and Irwin. no khaki clothing, yeah, obviously, because I'd think you yeah. just have to get out of the khaki. Yeah, just like jeans and a, <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt, wig, hat, and glasses. That is outrageous, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and he got away with it too. And it, but he'd also sort of saunter around the sidelines of. He wouldn't go too close. Yeah. Because if anyone heard well, he him talk. He wouldn't be able to talk. Yeah. Nah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd be on him. <laughs> but then I thought the best story I had for you, the best story I thought I could come up with, which because at the time that it happened, you could never have seen it coming, right? So we do a lot of those outside broadcasts or OBs that they're called in the, yeah, in the game, yeah. right? Now, the Sunshine Coast rally was on, hmm. which is a big thing on the sunny coast. Or was. I'm not sure. I don't really follow it anymore. But it was a big thing in the calendar on the Sunshine Coast, the Sun Coast Rally. And heaps of people come to town. We're talking to a few people. And at this broadcast, there was a guy had his rally car and the station had organised for me to go on a, you know, like we're doing now, record a bit of a chat in the car, do a lap around one of the tracks that they're doing and come back. The classic go-to of radio. Someone's got something, put a mic in there. Yeah. So we did the entire OB that morning. So it would have been from like, I don't know, six till nine. And then I got in this rally car. So anyway, it was a... um, a VTSS Commodore rally car, right? Okay. Which in my mind, I'm like, is that a, is that a rally car? No, or I don't know like a lot a, about cars. Is that a Townsville Hoonmobile? Okay, like, now you've described it to me effectively. Right? Yeah. yeah. Do you know, like I expect Baby a couple bonus. of 19-year-olds to be in this doing laps <laughs> yeah. up and down the Esplanade with gay abandon, right? Yeah. And I really mean by gay abandon, as in they would abandon all of the gay people, like those sorts of people, <laughs> yeah. right? Now, the, I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's a rally driver. He must, he knows what he's doing. So we get in the car and I've got a recorder like this and, uh, and I've got it, got it with me. And we go out to the forest, which is all fine. And we get on this old, old Landsborough Road, it was. So the, it's just a forest area off the main highway. And it's not really, they've done nothing to make it a rally track except for put up a sign that the rally's going to be on, right? So there's oh, no. Yeah. So this is just a, this is just some road. Yeah, right. There's no, you yeah, know, right. barriers or yeah. nothing. Zip. Yeah. No sponsorship signs. Not just, yep, this is the road. Like a number, I think it was. It's just a street that this is where happens to loop on itself. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we're driving around for a bit and he's giving it a bit of a fang. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty good. And I think he was looking for more of a scared reaction out of me. But I grew up on a farm and I've, you know, been in heaps of, I drive like that normally. <laughs> <laughs> this is seeing so, other kids from school. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, Because oh. I've woken up hungover. And I grew up on dirt <laughs> roads even. So it wasn't, it doesn't. 
It doesn't yeah. bother me. So I think it was getting under his collar. He might go on. And you're not in a rally car. Right? <laughs> no, no. And like, you're just in some dude's I car. I think my aunt had one of these. What was it? <laughs> like, what Was it like, did it have a kid on it or anything? Oh, yeah, it was or? All, well, not on the exterior. There was really nothing. But inside there was a, a full roll cage. So it was all certified okay. and, and legal as a rally car. And all of the buttons and switches you'd expect for a rally car inside and hollowed out apart from, you know, racing seats and, and the brace pedal okay, at the bottom. So it so could it was, have possibly been. It was a rally car. Okay. But but a VT, it's just not the sort of car that they rally, right? Okay. You normally get a Subaru Impreza or Corollas or, you know, something. Right. Not a Commodore, like this big <laughs> heavy mother of a thing. Anyway, so I think because I wasn't reacting much, he starts to up the ante. You know, he starts to, oh, you know, I'll, I'll fishtail a bit or I'll sling it into the corner. I'm like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is great. I'm still just talking away, recording my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's few, great in here. In this make, make a few notes yeah, here yeah. there. Because I just had a handheld like PDA type thing. What are you talking to him about in this car? I'm just asking him where he started out and how long has he been rallying (laughs) for and I'm like, okay. Well, he's just taking turns. Because this is what I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to grab basically, you know, 90 seconds of audio and bring it back and play it the next morning. And I think it was supposed to be – and this is what the thing the thing was, right? I think the people at the radio station went, I'll give him a bit of a fright. Yeah. And we'll get good audio. Yeah. Right? I reckon someone had that chat. I mean, someone definitely. I've like I remember when I was in Darwin, they did, they got the V8s up there every year. Yeah, and every year it was, all right, which one of you want to go and do a hot lap in in the car, and they'd want to record it. But when you're in a when you're in a V8 uh, supercar, yeah. the only audio you're getting oh. yeah, is so you, you're like you're hearing that just a little <laughs> <laughs> off in the distance. <laughs> like that's it. It's the shittest audio right. ever. Right. They chuck in it every single time because they're like, let's get them well, to freak VT out. Well, this VT Commodore is exactly exactly what they use. Yeah, for right. This like this is the sort of car that should have been in Bathurst, not in this rally. Yeah, right. That's exactly what it is. Right. It's a full on blown up Commodore. Anyway, so he keeps up in the Andy a bit, and I think probably on instruction. So we're going fast. We're going pretty fast. We go around this one corner, and he drifts it out a bit, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I thought, I feel like he's drifted that out too far. I feel like. I feel like that's too far, just in my mind. Then I felt, you know that bit of it, you know when someone walks past you in a shopping centre and they accidentally brush past like your thigh with their arm or something? Like just accidental, just that, just enough of a tap that you feel it but not enough where they should say, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Like just a brush, let's call it a brush. Sure. I felt like something brushed the back end of the car on my side. I went, oh, I felt a bit, <laughs> I feel a bit like a little bit of a breeze. might have hit that sapling. Okay. Then all of a sudden... We're in this massive fishtail. I'm like, oh, yeah. Thing was, we're going around. It was just a slight bend, but he just dug into it too far. And I think when I looked at when I looked at the Speedo at that point, we're just under 200 k's an hour. Right. Right? Fuck it now, up. On a suburban street. No, no, it's the forest road. <laughs> right. It's the forest road. School zone. <laughs> Sorry, it was a school It was yeah. a school oval. It was 8.30. Play school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you're right at, radio. Right at little lunch. Obviously. <laughs> No, it's just the forest. So, and I've looked down, and we're doing to two hundred at this point in this fishtail. I'm like, oh, it's pretty gravelly. Now the problem was on the other side of the road, on the right hand side, on his side, when we came around that corner, they had one of those stormwater culverts, you know, like dug in, like a V shape, but it's about two and a half, three feet deep, yeah. And it's designed to take all the water off the road and put it into this channel, and probably goes down to a creek somewhere. So he's fishtailed so bad that then the front right wheel grabs into the culvert, and then so he reefs the car. And puts us in a, like a more outrageous style of fishtail now. And we're doing about 175 k's an hour. And the You're swinging back and forth. Back and right forward. Now. Like just 
like we've been throwing around on the end of a yo-yo string. And are you still sitting there going, so yes, how long have you had the no, car I for, re- mate? I stopped um... recording. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't Do it all up yourself. I, I put the PDA thing. I remember very clearly. <laughs> I put it just between my legs. It's like the size of a, you know, a wallet type yeah. thing. I just put that between my legs and I thought, oh, shit. And I put my feet against the plate that you had in front of you because that's what you're supposed to do. And I thought, I, I don't know if this is going to end great. And then as as it swung, the back end swung back around to the left-hand side to my side, I went, oh, we, we swung past what I know you can recover from. Like we okay. swung too far past. I went, oh. We're almost facing backwards now. No, almost. we almost would have done like a full half turn. So, right. when, But when you go past a certain point, you can't flick it back anymore. Okay. And the fishtail's over. And because we're going so fast, then the back wheels are going to dig in and we're going to flip. Oh, shit. Right? So as I felt it go too far, I'm like, oh, that's it. We're fucked. And I looked at the clock. We're doing 175 k's an hour. So I just grabbed my harness <laughs> and pulled my arms in tight and put my head down. I had no helmet on. Holy shit. No helmet, no protective jacket, just a T-shirt and jeans. So I grabbed my harness and then sure enough, I felt us the back end dug into the road and then I felt us leave the ground like when you're in a plane taking off. And I went, oh, we're screwed. We're absolutely screwed. What a dip feeling. Yeah. So I've, I've got a hold of my harness, pushing my legs in for dear life. Now just going, oh, this has not gone well. Eyes closed? Eyes open. Eyes open, just in case. <laughs> Want to dodge anything coming through the windscreen, no, right? true. So, and I've been in accidents before. So it all goes like it's in slow motion. Like you've got time to check all of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that now. So the car digs in and flips. We end up going over on the car's side three times. We only touched once, I think, in You're the three. You're actually flipping? Yeah, yeah, flipping Bullshit. sideways. Like flipping full sideways. During breakfast radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we flip, we flip three times. And the car comes to a grinding halt up on its edge uh, with the driver down in the gravel and me dangling down in the harness toward the driver going, are you, you, are you all right, mate? Because he was doing nothing. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, shit. oh, shit. You, mate, mate, you all right? <laughs> you all right? I'm like, oh, thank God. You're alive. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. He goes, oh, the only way out of here is going to be up out through your window. So my window had completely smashed. Right. The front windscreen had caved in, broken. His window and both the side windows in, in his back area were gone. I had cuts like all up my arm and on my face, like tiny cuts. Like you got, you know, little paper cuts everywhere just from the explosion of glass as it sort of goes past you. I'm dangling down. He goes, oh, I'm going to have to get up. So I've climbed up out the, the door. And it's amazing how easy it is to do when you think I've got to get out of here. Yeah, like, you know, if someone gave you the task of, you know, if you just said to me right now, climb over that fence, I'd be like, oh god, <laughs> get me a box or something. I can't put my leg over there. But if your life depends on it, man, you can get over that fence quickly. Like we got out of that car in no time because who knows where the petrol's going and whatever, right? Because there's bigger tanks in it and all sorts of things. So we get out and no protective gear on again. We get out and look at the car. It is a fucking mess. Like just like. You know, if you played soccer with a Coke can for about half an hour, you want <laughs> yeah, five right. your mates, it just looked like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, holy <laughs> shit, your car's ruined. <laughs> right? And he goes, oh, we've got to get this back to town. I, you know, I've got... The car? Yeah, I'm like... What? What? He goes, yeah, yeah, come on. So here's the thing. We both tipped it back onto its wheels, right? And we get back in and he starts it up and we... What wonk, the fuck? Wonk, wonk. Seriously, it drove like... You know when you had a matchbox car when you were a kid and you bent the axle under one of the wheels? Like just, yeah. Just pushed it up so it had a V shape almost and you drove that along and went, ow, ow, ow. that's how we drove back to town. I'm like, what the hell is going on, right? He's like, oh, I've come all the way from Tasmania. We've got to be in that race. I've got to get this fixed. I'm like, get it fixed. 
Are you kidding me, mate? Get it if he wins the race. Like it had to go to scrutineering, which is what all rally cars have to go through to make sure that they pass the safety check. Yeah. Right? It had to go through at four o'clock that afternoon. This happened at like, you know, ten in the morning. Yeah. Ten, ten thirty. So we drive back to where the outside broadcast was, right? Because that's where I'm supposed to come back. Oh yeah. To. So the, your your car host is still on air at the moment. No, he's not on air. But Be still like classic at... stitch up with Lindsay at the moment. We put him in this rally well, car. Let's he... just tap live into his mic at the moment. He might have. <laughs> I wasn't live. I was definitely not live. I was recording because we didn't have the pack capability at that stage. Right. Was he still on air? I feel like maybe he was because we went back to where it was. He must have been. Holy he must have. Shit. It must have been in the last half an hour of the show, right? Go for a quick thing. Yeah. Come back and we'll finish off with a chat about it, and yeah. then listen to the audio tomorrow, like as a bit of a tease. That's what it would have been. So yeah, we get back there, and as we're driving in, you, can, you know, they can sort of hear the car coming, and I guess people think, <laughs> oh, they're coming back, they're coming back. And as we drive in, you can see people going almost like to start clapping and cheering that you've gotten through the stitch up, and then just this look of absolute horror, and the hands just <laughs> moving slowly apart as they're like, oh. What the hell has happened to the car? And I'm like, you know, blood down my face, glass in my hair. They're like, are you all right? I went, no. No, I don't think I am. No. Oh, my back hurts. Shoulders killing me. Oh, oh, that hasn't gone well. No. Um, And then no one even ever talked about it. Or you didn't even use the audio. No, 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 no. But I, I thought in that, in that incident, I thought, I honestly thought I was going to die. Yeah. Like it was the only time in my life that I've thought, oh, that's, this is it. Because I had no helmet on, nothing, like nothing protective. Yeah, so I didn't, um, I didn't enjoy it. But it was a moment in my life that changed everything. I was like, man, I nearly died. I'm going to change some things. What did you do after that? Did you well, quit radio? Uh, I didn't quit radio at that point. But you know what? I lost my passion for working at that radio station. Yeah, right. That is exactly what happened. I went, you know what? Because I didn't seem to care. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. How how early in your time on air was that? Oh, it was a fair way in actually. It was yeah, would have right. been would have been maybe only a year before I ended up leaving. Yeah. Or getting the sack. But that's how you leave radio. Well, I mean you're speaking to <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying, mate. <laughs> yeah, mine was rally car related as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah.